Hey, hola, hello, bonjour, ciao, sveiki. All of these are different ways of saying hello. And all of these languages are spoken at Arcos, a European university alliance that brings together seven universities spread across Europe. Bergen, Granada, Graz, Leipzig, Lyon, Padua and Vilnius together are Arcos. This is the Arcos podcast. This is Arcos Knowledge Pills, hosted by Gerhild Leliak and Pietro Osti. Welcome to a new episode of Arcus Knowledge Pills, podcast of the Arcus European University Alliance. My name is Gerhard Leliak. I'm a press officer at the University of Graz, and I'm here with my colleague Pietro Osti from the University of Padua. Ciao, Pietro. Ciao, Gerhard. Thank you, and thank you to all the listeners to be with us for this new episode. <laughs> Let's hear from the words of uh, Katja Enberg from the University of Bergen. Welcome, Katja. Thank you. So, Katia, um, before we start to jump into the project, we would like to know what is your research about, who are you, and uh, how was this idea to build up this project? Hmm. Uh, I am originally from Finland, uh, so I have my training in biology from the University of Bergen. And then I had some postdocs uh, in uh, in Finland and then in Austria. And after that, I landed in Norway in 2007. And here I have worked at the University of Bergen, but I also spent eight years at the Institute of Marine Research here in the city, uh, where I worked a lot with the sustainable use of marine resources. Most of them were fish. So basically with uh, estimation of stock sizes and giving advice on how to manage these stocks. And then I started three years ago at the University of Bergen as an associate professor in fishery science. And uh, my research is in general evolutionary ecology. I do uh, modeling work, evolutionary models, and also population models. The kind of general knowledge for much of the work I do is that it has something to do with ocean and fish often. I also now have a new project, uh, which is very exciting because there we are looking particularly at how we can sustainably produce food from the ocean also in the future. How to kind of what other ways we can contribute to the global food system uh, with uh, sustainable ocean food? You don't have uh, annoying days from what you're saying because there's plenty of things to, to to think and to reflect about, which is mm-hmm. absolutely interesting. But the thing you are presenting us today that involves also people from the alliance, from Farcus Alliance is uh, One Ocean Expedition, which contains the word uh, ocean that you already mentioned, but expedition is the key word because you are basically traveling with uh, quite a lot of people. I'm not sure about the number, which is one question, in the ocean with the ship. Yeah, so uh, One Ocean Expedition it is a uh, circumnavigation, actually, of a Norwegian uh, sailing vessel uh, called Statsråd Lemkul. So they started in August 2021 from Norway, and they will be sailing around the globe for 18 months. And this uh, this expedition is part of the United Nations Decade of Ocean Science for Sustainable Development. So there you've got the sustainable world into the game as well. 
And uh, the goal of the whole expedition is to create attention and uh, share knowledge about the crucial role of the ocean for sustainable development in global perspective. And as part of this uh, expedition, there are many partners and the University of Bergen is going to have the boat for four months. At all times, there are two master students who are kind of technicians on the board. They're collecting research data. So that's also how the University of Bergen is sort of on board more than just the time that we actually are having the boat. Well, okay, that sounds, as we already said, amazing. We would love to be there ourselves. So you already said uh, University of Bergen will be a part of this expedition from May to August this year. And you're starting from Valparaiso, that's in the Middle Americas, I think. And you go back to Palau at the end of August. So you will be joining this uh, expedition yourself, so you will be there. In what ways do you think will this format, it's a course actually, so it's a teaching course, in what ways will this format be a benefit for students? Why should students, apart from this really once-in-a-lifetime experience, but apart from this, why should students join this expedition? Well, there are many good um, reasons for that. So we will have in total 90 students on board, trying to recruit students and then reading the applications. And throughout, we have this uh, one very important principle that we want to have as heterogeneous student groups as possible. I've been teaching a course on uh, sustainable development goal 14, life below water at the University of Bergen for, uh, well, for the time I've been there now, three years. And um, That's also a course that is open for students from all disciplines. And that's really, really a powerful way of uh, studying sustainable related issues where everyone is bringing their own disciplinary knowledge to the table. And uh, it brings a lot of interesting themes and discussions and enriches the discussion a lot when we have this uh, interdisciplinary student group. So that's one of the things that I think is very enriching uh, for this experience. Also, we have an international student group, which, again, brings a lot of interesting aspects to the uh, sustainability discussions, because all countries and cultures have different situations and, uh, and knowledge also. So that's another positive thing. And then there is this aspect that, I mean, one should not forget that we will be on a boat For example, the first leg from Valparaiso, Tahiti, that's 36 days. So we'll be enclosed on this boat in our little ecosystem, in a way. And that, I think, makes a really nice parallel to the globe, in a way, that also in this boat, we have all our duties. We need to sail, we need to clean the toilet, someone to make food and all that. And if someone is not doing their share of the work, everyone will, will suffer. Uh, so that's also one nice aspect, I think, kind of uh, enriches the um, learning in uh, sustainability, so kind of understanding this uh, interdependence on each other. That is also a global question. And of course, uh, being there away from everything else, like a lot of the times the students have no access to internet, telephones, nothing. I mean, there basically is no internet most of the time we are uh, on, on board. You can really your thinking and and I think it, it's going to be a journey on many different levels yeah I think there's 
there will be lots lots of things going on on different aspects as like you said it's um it's a full experience it's not only a teaching thing or a, mm-hmm. a researching thing so the thing to be on board is something maybe romantic but also something uh challenging in a way how will you actually uh travel will you travel in a, a eco-friendly or something with mm-hmm. with something um in mind that could be more eco-friendly than the normal travel time Mm. So that's the question that we all <laughs> we all need to think about and that also has been asked because obviously we are flying 90 students to Chile and back from Palau to their home locations. So that's of course a has a climate impact. CO2 emissions are real uh, on that uh, but there are certain things that we've done uh, to try to get the the footprint as low as possible. For the first, it's the same students that will be staying on board for the whole time. So one could also uh, use these four months that we have for the course, just having, for example, times one month course. But uh, I wanted from the beginning that it will be the same students because then we just have the one (laughs) trip for each student. And the other thing that we have not so many teachers on board. So it will be like two to teachers at a time. And also the teachers will be there for a longer time. My, for myself, I, I'll be there the whole time. And then there are, we are together seven teachers uh, as of now. Maybe there will be some uh, changes there, but yeah. So it's not many people that are going to be jumping out all the time. Uh, and, and that's been important for me all the time, trying to kind of think about the effect we will have. Uh, finally, the boat has an, as I shouldn't call it a boat because they don't like, it's a ship. I've learned I shouldn't call it a boat. So the ship um, is doing what it can to sail as much as possible because this is a sailing vessel. And I think now they've been sailing about 75% of the time. Uh, and also the travel route is planned such that the average speed is the speed they can sail even if it's super great winds. It's also part of their planning that uh, they will be sailing, which obviously is a very eco-friendly way of traveling. But in total, we are of course aware that there are climate emissions because of this course, but it's also hard to uh, trade it off against the learning that we hope that the 90 students and also all the outreach that we want to do about this and educate other people as well hopefully has. Exactly. Um, thank you for, for answering this question. I'm sure it's um, a little bit of a tricky one because that's the other side of, of this uh, project. But let's go back to the sustainable development goals that are really important to this mission as well. There are a few of them, as we know. Which ones will be the most important to this particular expedition and why do you think is that? Hmm. So for our course, it's actually called Ocean Climate Society. Uh, and there are obviously the SDG 14, Life Below Water, is going to be very central. Uh, we're also going to be on the water uh, for quite a while. Then, of course, the uh, SDG 13, Climate Action, is very central. We're going to discuss a lot about issues. Also, we are traveling there where the effects and impacts of climate change are actually visible already to the Pacific Islands, which are 
suffering from sea level rise uh, as we speak and also uh, increases in the storms and all, all that kind of issues. So we, we're going to see them uh, with our own, uh, own eyes, the effects. Uh, also, I think for my behalf on my uh, teaching and, and also related to my research, SDG 2, Zero Hunger, we should not forget about the um, ocean can provide us food in, in a sustainable way as well. And finally, SDG 17, partnerships for the goals is very important because we are going to build partnerships for life, I think, on this journey. And also this way of going from one country to another, making bonds and discussing with uh, different people in uh, different cultural uh, backgrounds and, and uh, knowledge is very important for the expedition and also our course. Since you you're going to be on the ship for four months, I can assume you, but we are we're not sure. So we have to ask you if you are a, an expert of sailing, if you already made some uh, this kind of journeys, or or is your first time? I have grown up with the sailboat, quite a bit smaller one than this one. It's just a normal family sailboat on the on the Baltic Sea. And uh, now we have, uh, me and my family, we have uh, a sailboat that we spend all our summer holidays and all the weekends I can spare there. So, uh, yes, I'm familiar with sort of sailing and being uh, at the sea. But I haven't been uh, on these long journeys. I haven't been uh, this far from land ever before. There was someone told me that uh, when we're sailing from uh, Valparaiso, to Tahiti, when we're in the middle there, the closest people will be on the international space station when it's crossing us above. <laughs> that gives wow. a nice perspective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't been sailing these kind of school ships before, these large. Uh, I've been visiting and having like day trips, but not like for a, for a longer period of time. So it will be a, a new things for me as well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, sounds exciting and challenging as well. So why exactly did you want to be a part of this One Ocean expedition? Is this just your scientific curiosity or is there something else? <laughs> well, I mean, this is, as you already mentioned, it's it's a, a once in a lifetime opportunity, really. When this being discussed at the university, I was told by someone at the department, oh, this has your name on it. And I was like, no, 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 I can't. Like, I have three and a husband and uh, I thought I can't leave them like uh, it wouldn't be that would be terrible but then my husband was where oh you, you just have to this is an opportunity that you will never get again and of cheers course, up I... for the husband cheers up for the husband yes yes <laughs> so of course then I thought well I should crap this chance because although I mean I really enjoy teaching and uh, particularly teaching sustainability courses they are very interesting it's not sort of it's, it's very interactive teaching we do and there's a lot of like discussion and there's not necessarily correct answers even to the things that we are teaching. It's, it's a lot about teaching skills uh, and not sort of facts. So, I mean, it's still the expedition that is, I mean, obviously weighing, it is exciting. It is an opportunity that. Yeah, we, 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 we are sure, we are sure it's, it's <laughs> going to be like that because 
we can feel in your words that you are already struggling to go there. But it could be maybe difficult to, let's say, measure the result of the expedition and say, okay, uh, it went well or it went like I imagined. Do you have something in mind to, as you're a scientist, to measure the things or to decide, uh, okay, it, it was good or it was... Well, um, as I say, I'm a scientist and I also do research on my teaching. So that's something that will be part of this course development and uh, kind of understand how did it go. So we will be collecting data on, uh, for example, we are going to ask in the beginning from the students about their thoughts about sustainability. And, and then they're going to kind of follow it throughout and hopefully see how they're thoughts might change throughout the course and what do they think in the end and how their skills on working with these kind of uh, wicked problems hopefully will develop throughout the course. So yeah, I'm I kind of was very interested to try to measure how the teaching has gone. And I, I truly hope and believe that uh, it will also be uh, successful during this course even though it's it's a very special <laughs> special course <laughs> i can imagine that after it's finished everybody is going to ask you oh katia you have to organize a second edition because now you are the expert of the expeditions and that time gerrit yeah. and pietro can come finally and and it will be like a, a wonderful second edition <laughs> yeah yeah sure <laughs> sure count us in <laughs> yeah Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, we are looking forward to sort of accompanying this uh, One Ocean Expedition on the Arcus Network as you are sailing along. And uh, we wish you all the best for your journey or journeys. As you say, there will be multiple ones. All the best. And uh, thank you again for taking the time today to talk to us. Well, thank you. It's nice to talk about this. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about it. So it's, uh, it's nice to talk about it. Thank you. Have you taken your knowledge pill of the day? Be aware that possible side effects include broader perspectives, deeper insights, and an increase in your personal state of knowledge. This is Arcos Knowledge Pills. To learn more about the Alliance and its activities, please visit arcos-alliance.eu.